0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Balance of Opinions podcast. This is an interview. We do these every once in a while. I got my guy here.
1: What up? What up? How you doing, my man?
0: I'm okay. I'm okay. So RTC Profit. I'll call you Profit for now, but let me first ask, what does the RTC mean?
1: RTC stands for Rise to Conquer. Rise to Conquer.
0: Okay. And that is the Rise to Conquer Profit.
1: That's a fact. There's like there's layers to it though. There's layers to it. We can break it down in a minute though.
0: Still. Okay. Okay. All right. So first things first, man. Like, uh, when did you get into music?
1: Honestly, I was writing from the time I was probably around like five years old. To keep it a stack you Like, remember when? I don't know if y'all remember when um that first hip hop station hit, Calgary Kiss Nine Six Nine. Yeah.
0: They and sold us the out. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. They sad. sold us no out. They they were battling with the other radio station and the yeah. minute they won, all that hip hop was gone. They went right top. To I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Listen,
1: true enough.
0: Uh so so were you born were you born
1: here? In yeah, I was born in Calgary, most definitely. I was born in Calgary, Rocky View Hospital actually.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's usually rare that we have artists of your caliber, and that's just, this is my opinion of your caliber that usually Born here, you know what I mean? A lot of times they're implants, right? They come from somewhere else and then yeah. they, they, they start loving the city and then they want to, you know, do a one-two thing in it. But, um, so you say you've been rapping, you're know, not rapping, but writing since you was five years old. That's what like made five you? Five years pick, old. What made Honestly, you? Honestly, I'm gonna keep it a stack with you. Okay. Right okay. show, my
1: man. I'm gonna keep it a secret. But, like, when I first heard, one of the first songs I heard on that radio station, 969, was I Can But Not. I'm like, Dog, what the fuck is this? Like, I heard that song for the first time, and I'm like, Dog, I gotta try to do whatever, whatever this is, I gotta try to do. So around that time, like me and my cousin, we used to like, we used to make those little cassette tapes, you know, like record a song off the radio, end up playing in the car while my grandma's driving around or whatever the case is. And I'm like, yo, well, this shit kind of flies. So like, we get home, and I'm, I'm like, I, I try writing to it, I try writing to the beat, you know try putting a little something together. And the first shit, obviously, is going to be whack. But, you know, you get better over time. You get better over time, you know, put in your hours, your reps, and all that. And I just loved it, you know? Like, I just, there was something about the music, the hip-hop that just, like, it drew me to it. I was like, this is just, it was something different from whatever I heard at home because prior to that, my mom, my mom would always love playing, like, records, you know, them vinyls, you know? She'd always yeah. be playing stuff like, old gospel, like the staples singing. Um, whenever we be in the house, you know, just whenever the CDs playing, it'd be like Erica Badu would be uh Janet Jackson, it'd be like India Irie. So I I grew up hearing a lot of soul music and a lot of gospel. So it was something different from what I was used to, but at the same time it was something that I could like I could resonate with, you know. So that's basically where the inspiration came from.
0: Okay, all right. Thank you for that detailed message. A lot of times I ask people that, they're like, yo, man, I just thought about it yesterday, man. Like, you know what I mean? You're actually breaking it down. I know I really appreciate it because this interview isn't for me. It's for everybody else. I want to give them the information. I want them to understand the person that they're listening to. And the, the 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 lyrics that are coming out of your mouth are based off of your life and based off of your experiences. And to know that you have a soul gospel kind of, now I understand a lot of the songs like The Last Dance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, a cold day, a cold game. You, you see what I'm saying? Because there's there's more meaning behind it than just the words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're telling a story. You say, Nas, okay, now I really understand why you have the name that you picked. Do You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. just something like that. Um. So out, out of the songs that you released, how many albums have you released? Honestly,
1: I released my first project. It was a mixtape called "The Bear Market" in twenty seventeen, and yep. in twenty eighteen, I released another EP uh, called "Hevel," which is actually like an old Hebrew Israelite term, which means like a actually actually Hebrew language. It means um, like ghost, a, go- a ghost or um, sort of like smoke, like something that has not much um not much value to it you know so it's like oftentimes when i name something there's there's multiple meanings to it like for example the bear market the first the first mixtape i dropped a bear market in terms of you know the economic system in terms of the stock market that's a period of time where you know there's not much opportunity for trading there's not much opportunity to make money in the the market and i kind of saw that as like a as a comparison of how I saw Calgary's hip-hop scene at the time, because, like, based on the artists that I saw making music, I was like, I don't really see people putting in the work, number one, to get where they claim they want to be, and number two, I don't really feel like... I don't feel anything coming from a lot of these artists out here. It just seems like it was something people wanted to do just for the sake of popularity, you know? So I don't know. That's like... Whenever I name my album, there's always depth and meaning to it, you know, because I like to... You know, speak on real things. I'm not just the type of person that likes to make party records and stuff like that. You know, so. But yeah, two two mixtapes before then, I released another uh, five-track EP in the summer of 2020, and I'm currently working on another project called Persona Non Grata.
0: Okay, that's nice to hear. Now, those mixtapes, where can we get them? Spotify, tidal, where where are they at?
1: You can find the one I dropped last summer. On um on Spotify, the title is it it's a project it's a five track EP and one of my favorite tracks on there we can talk about later is um a track by the name of My People but uh, yes yeah, Spotify title Apple Music all that it's um it's a track it's a EP five track EP called Never Forget Loyalty Volume One.
0: Okay. All yeah. right yeah. so. Also, I wanted to talk about your videos because I've watched them. So I see your very first video and then I watch the rest of them and I see the progression. Is this you doing this or is this a group of people that you've started with who've evolved? Just a question. It's definitely definitely
1: a team associated with the whole progression. Um, My friend, a boy, my boy, AJ Birdie, um, his IG Bird photography, He's uh, he's been my shooter since about 2018, but I like to edit the videos myself because I like to always have, you know, a very close um, interaction with all aspects of the music. You know, like when I record, I like to create a preliminary mix myself before I send it off to get mastered. Videos, like I said, he shoots them, but I edit everything myself. So, yeah, we've got uh, an in-house producer as well. His name is B D Wave. Okay. B D Wave. Artist uh, producer I went to high school with. Okay. So um, yeah, we it's definitely a team effort though. Like you know, I feel it'd be it'd be wrong of me to try to take all of the all of the credit for the progression that's occurred over the past couple years because we've definitely had our struggles collectively and we've had our, our successes collectively. You know.
0: Okay, that's good. Is there any projects that they're working on that we should be paying attention to?
1: Uh, AJ is always shooting something, he, he shoots a lot for different artists in the city, guys like Reup Rose, guys like Nino C's. Um, I know my boy Didi Wave is definitely working on his own like instrumental tape right now, so I'm not too sure when these guys will be dropping, but I know for a fact that there's always something in the works.
0: Okay, okay, it's just you know, you talk so much about your team now, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I might have to get them over here or pull up on you guys one time at the studio and just lock in and, and see what's going on. Um, yeah. I, I, I used to rap when I was younger, too, man. I was with uh, numerous groups doing it. My feeling was um, I wanted the exposure. I didn't really want the money. You know, I, mean, I knew that was going to come later, but I wanted to perfect my craft. Now, things didn't work out the way I wanted to, and I went back to the streets and other stuff like that, and I've been doing this podcast and for a bit. And uh, this seems to be my jam, you know what I mean? My wife's been super supportive of it. So, you know, I just, like 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 I'll tell everybody else, including you, you know, Once what I'm seeing from you right now, continue on it. You know what I mean? Don't let people put success, their, their meaning of success on you to be, that's the end all be all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people yeah. sometimes think being wealthy is having tons of money, you know? I would look at you and listen to your situation and feel like you're a very rich man because you've got your team with you. I see the progression. I see the passion. I see what you're doing. Hey, man, you you, you rich to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know how other people are yeah. going to feel about it, but that's their problem because <laughs> they ain't paying no bills. They, whatever they say, ain't paying <laughs> my bills. definitely ain't paying yours. Sure
1: enough. Sure enough. That's now, the thing, man. They say they say it's I like to throw up again. But yeah, they say health is well too, you know. So as long as you got your mental right and your and your physical right, then you know, you're winning.
0: Exactly. Now the last dance, the song that I heard you perform at uh my, my cousin's release party, what is the meaning behind that one? I, I feel like you, you feel like you really are Jordan and this is the last dance. Like something gonna happen to you. And that's how that's how I I, I, I uh feel listening to the music. Because hearing it at that hall, it was hard to hear because, you know what I mean, things are kind of distorted, but to sit down in my own place or have my headphones on, be at work or whatever, and put it on, I can imagine, you know what I mean, you're feeling through the music. So give me a, a, a little breakdown of that song, sir.
1: I don't know, man. When I heard the beat initially, I had just finished watching The Last Dance uh last dance series on Netflix you know and i was like bro this dude really was the greatest yo in no word of a lie. you know i was just feeling hella inspired and um i don't know i i i just was like yo let me let me get to writing right now so i've i've played a beat that someone had sent me and i was like yo this shit kind of hard and just like that the cadence of it got that hook going you know like where i was like i'm feeling like Mike in the last dance because it's like really and truly over the past little while, I've been—I don't know—to a certain extent. There's times where I'm feeling like I'm almost falling out of love with music because sometimes I hear a lot of the music that's released these days, and I don't find it too too inspirational. You know, like I don't find it like I don't find like it has soul to it. Um, for example, like I used to love—I used to love that New York style of rap where guys have you know like the mad metaphors. You can yeah, know the to boom call bap. The boom bap. Yeah. That's a fact. People love to call it rapidy rap, you know? And I used to love just, like, the intricacies of it. But I'm like, these days, you hear people doing that, and there's no substance to it. There's no soul to it, you know? And at the same time, a lot of the trap music, too, doesn't have much soul to it. Certain people have, you know, some types of production that you'll, you'll hear from guys, especially guys from Louisiana. Like, I don't know, I've been listening to Fredo Bang a lot. His music, yeah. it has that soul to it, but a lot of people don't, so I've been feeling kind of, like, uninspired to a certain extent. And so I'm like, maybe maybe this is the the last project I release, at least for a little while, until I can I can live life a bit more and then put that life into the music, because they always say good music comes from, you know, great That's art, tough. they say, comes from, from life, from experience. You know, so I'm like, Maybe this is the, the quote unquote last dance at least for a bit until I live life. I push you know my other endeavors out a bit more, you know try to try to make you know something a bit more sustainable and then yeah. come back and put that all into the music. Then people might resonate with it even more, you know. Oh. So like that that's basically where the inspiration from that song came from. And the song honestly wrote itself. Like that was the easiest song I've ever written. And it's the one that a lot of people resonate with the most, you know? So
0: Yeah, because it's it's you. Like, I feel you on the whole, music doesn't have a soul right now. You know what I'm saying? And the sad thing is, like, you, I can probably count on one hand the artists that I feel that their songs, their music is genuine, you know? That's of that. course, I'm going to sound like a groupie, but it's Kendrick. It's <laughs> J. Cole, okay? Um, even 50. Like, even though 50's kind of moved out of the music lane, mm-hmm. when I listened to 50 coming up as a kid, you know what I mean? And I knew about 50, like, at least a year before Calgary even got to him. Because I one of my co-hosts, day. my cousin, he was in New York playing ball. And when he came back, and this is like, right after high school. So when he came back, he had all this 50 Cent stuff. I'm like, Yo, who is this guy? Yeah. And yeah. we were killing it, killing it, killing it. And then Calgary, you know, the... The actual hip hop heads, the people you want to say are hip hop heads, they caught on. But I knew about fifty at least a year before Calgary knew about it. But that's just because my cousin brought it back to me. You know what I mean? Because yep. you have to remember, the internet wasn't what it is today, where like you it can was, find I music like this. The
1: actual like the mixtape CDs and shit. And
0: you see what I'm saying? Like he came back with yep. mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Really? I'm talking about the smack DVD joints too. Like <laughs> I knew about that's smack crazy. before people out here even knew about smack. <laughs> And like yeah. I love battle rap. So back to what I was saying, yeah, a lot of the music now is very soulless. It's it's um there's a terminology everybody's been throwing on the internet and it makes sense, right? Uh my 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 era of music, they were drug dealers. This era of music, they're drug users, <laughs> drug abusers, right? And and you know, I'm not saying that the lifestyle that they portray is uh, appropriate, but when you listen to rock Kim, when you listen to L-O, even L O Cool J. You can feel the music. You understand. It has meaning. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna go to public enemy and stuff because I, I like public enemy, but they're not something I can turn on all day. I'm like, nah, I can't, you know what I mean? And I listen you could, to you could look at like you could look at like the
1: West Coast version of that, which would be ice cube though, you know, like I could listen to ice cube shit a bit more easily than public enemy.
0: Yeah. Well no, no, well, that's what I was gonna say. Like I listened to East Coast West itself. Now, yeah. predominantly, I'm going to be biased and say I listen to way more West. And I'm talking about like E40, DJ Quick, uh, Mac 10, Ice Cube, of course, Snoop, you know, uh, Dazzle Corrupt. Like, that was even Crooked Eye. Like, that was my ish. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, with East Coast, it was kind of 50 M. And the South, you know, Little John, Pastor Troy, you know, T.I.G. And and when you were saying talking about trap music, not having soul, it's true because Jeezy and T.I. don't really make trap music anymore. They're just making music now. When they yeah. first came up, it was trap music. I mean, uh, Fabulous is another guy for me. Like, between him and Jadakiss, I know the verses made people put Jadakiss top five, but I was saying Jadakiss was top five before that. And right now, let me take this a moment. Jadakiss, if you ever see this. I apologize for downing you in the locks, okay? It's not that I wasn't rocking with y'all, man. I just, the wave that Dipset had had for that six, seven-year span made you feel like it was 20 years, especially because of Cam. And I knew in that versus battle that Cam was the only one that had a catalog that could have maybe put a dent in D-block because a lot of people don't pay attention to Sheik and Styles P's just put out so much content, you don't know when he's gonna, dro- you know what I mean? Not drop something. You know what I mean? Jada was very calculated in everything he drops. You know what I mean? Styles P was just like, I got the product. Boom, let me bang it out. You, you know what I'm saying? So yet again, Jada, I apologize, man. I apologize to you, Sheik. Don't worry, Sheik, I got a lot of your mixtapes, Sheik. I'm not saying I ain't got no love for you. I just know that I can go on the stream be like, yo, Sheik Loose is nice. And somebody say, "Yo, we talking about he's whack," and I might end up having to punch him in their face. But you know, what I'm saying <laughs> I gotta leave those things alone. Violence is not always the key. Okay, we we should be able to disagree on something, have good discourse, and be done with it. But to you, sir, what is your influences in music now, or aside from what what you already you already talked about, what were your influences with hip hop that you know gave you maybe the style or you know what I mean? The thought process of how you wanted your music to go.
1: When I first started making music, <clears throat> I don't know. Okay, keep it a stack. Take it back to junior high school. It was I was in junior high school probably around like oh seven to oh nine or so, something like that. Yeah. So it was like it was around that time, right after basically right after Nas drops "Hip Hop Is Dead," right. And I yeah. legitimately felt the same. Like I was pro- primarily listening to West Coast shit, like Exhibit, you know, Snoop Dogg, like Blue Carpet Treatments. Um, I don't know, a lot of a lot of West Coast shit, you know. And I was because I didn't really want to listen to a lot of the music that was coming out at that time. It just didn't feel. It felt like how it is now to a certain extent. It didn't feel too, too inspired, you know. So yeah. that was that. That was my early, 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 early. Like influence primarily like West Coast guys, you know. But then shift to when I first started to write music, I was definitely definitely had a bigger East Coast influence. Like the entire um the entire Bear Market mixtape that I dropped in 2017, I was probably yeah. listening to um I was listening to a lot of Fabulous at that time. I was listening well, to a really lot cool. of um. That's... Facts, man. The,
0: the crossover that he had, the crossover you know, like. He was, God,
1: fab is nice. The thing is, like, a lot of people claim the man just doesn't have, like, that classic album. But I don't know, shit like, um... Soul tape. Shit, like, Yeah, tape, tape, yo, don't even get me started on the tapes, but I'm talking no, about, like, No, I'm
0: just saying, first... like, just soul tape in, in general, right? That's How fat, about uh, Death Comes in Threes? That whole series. Like, yeah. I understand you never had an album, but the you but because yo, if you
1: take his... his what was it? His, I don't know, his second or third album? You had um ghetto fabulous. That shit was crazy. And then you had you had the one uh that had like real talk on it. Real talk. it had ghetto. it had in my hood. it had um that track with Jeezy. Ah oh, shit. Yeah, Can't you know, the name I know of exactly it. What, you th- I know what you're you talking about. know what about. album I'm talking about, though.
0: Yeah, I know what album you're talking about. I keep talking. I'm I'm gonna look it up. I got it on my phone. Yeah, just so man, we can man, give I'm people that. clarification, because <laughs> I know exactly what your album you're talking about.
1: But, yeah, like, I don't know. Around that time, that, those were a lot of my influences when I was writing. On top of that, obviously, cats like Jay Cole, like, he was one of my favorite rappers all throughout high school. Because when he first dropped that track, um, when he dropped tracks like Who Dad and Lights Please, I was like, oh, who the fuck is this? Because I was like, know, this seemed like somebody was bringing that
0: feeling back, you know? And then I heard guys like Big Crit. Big Crit is heavy. Oh, so, heavy, yo, heavy on my, so, yo, Big Crit, you know? I'm sorry I didn't mention you, my guy. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just so many artists that I listen to from back in the day, even up to now. Like, I still I still bump Spice One. People look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, <laughs> why am I crazy? Yo, that was made in, like, 1992. I'm like, and? It was still good then, and it was Spice still one good now. And That's that album crazy. was Street Dreams.
1: That's the fact. That's the one. Yeah. Yes, sir.
0: But yeah, him,
1: and then, Wale, honestly, Wale. Wale, back around, like, 2010 to 2015, Wale was one, of, was one of my favorite rappers. Just like, based on the wordplay they utilized and shit like that, like, Wale yeah. was a heavy-heavy influence. Okay. Yeah, so,
0: I, I never really got into Wale, though. Like, I liked him, but I, man, I, just, I think he, the way he was marketing...
1: Mixed-State Wale. Mixed-State Wale is a different Wale. That's the thing.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Damn, man. real. Mixed-State Wale is a different Wale. But yeah, man, and the guys, like, just in terms of, like, my overall influence, I love guys like um, Mo's Def. I love guys like, um, I don't know if you know who O.C. is. O.C. I was in, uh, the Digging in the Crate's crew with, like, Fat Joe and Big Ellen all there.
0: Yes, I heard of them. I probably didn't, but because, like, even Fat Joe, like, if people ask me who I'd rather listen to all day, it's Big Pun over Fat Joe. And it's not that I don't like Fat Joe. I just felt like Big Pun had an original style. And Fat Joe kind of tried to take his blueprint and then add his own style to it. And I couldn't really, you know what I mean? I couldn't really do that. It's just like, Pop Smoke. I love Pop Smoke to death. If Pop Smoke didn't do drill, I would have thought he was trying to bite 50.
1: You see what I'm saying? Like,
0: if if his style wasn't so much more different, because his sound was the same. You could hear the pain in the voice. You could feel, like, if you close your eyes and listen to certain songs, I know people are gonna tell me I'm crazy. But if you sit down and listen to some of Pop Smoke songs, just even this album that just got released after he's dead, close your eyes and listen to some of those songs, and he's painting a picture for you.
1: That's the thing too. Even their vocal tones are kind of similar. Pop and Smoke and fifty definitely got a similar vocal tone. Yeah, but um, I don't know. The thing is, guys, honestly, like I started listening to that UK hip hop probably around 2016, 15, Crime. 16, 17. Real. No. Yeah, I love Grime, dog. Honestly, Grime, I love, I don't know, like, they call uh, Wiley the godfather of Grime. I listened to Wiley for, like, a year straight. Just just his albums alone. Oh, head um, um, That's That's who I first heard, that's who I was hearing more influence from when I started hearing these guys in the space. like, the Brooklyn Drill.
0: Brooklyn Drill is straight, like, UK beats, to be completely honest, well, you know? To, to, be, to, to be honest with you, little hip-hop, hip-hop, hip-hop's the story, her story in here. <clears throat> Drill... Is from the UK. The first yeah, people to actually start doing it that weren't from the UK is actually Chicago. Chicago. Once Chicago, Chicago did it, then other states like Brooklyn and New York in general started doing drill. So, but that's the thing. Chicago's
1: drill sounds nothing like sounds nothing like UK drill. It's a completely different, like style of production. Completely different no, style of too.
0: No, no, of course. But well, the concept of it though, that's you know what I mean. Because yeah, everybody's yeah. a rapper, but there's rappers that are in different lanes. You know what I mean? Like Jada Kiss and L O Cool J, just to, to match two different styles. They're both hip hop. It's just yeah. I would say L O Cool J's is a little cleaner. You know what I mean? A little shinier. J D yeah. Kiss is is from the the dirt, it. the mud. It. You know what I mean? <laughs> So when he spits yeah. certain bars, you feel them joints. Like, mm-hmm. you feel them. That's another reason why, I, again, I, not to keep bringing this up, but at the verses, once I started hearing mixtape songs, I almost shut my computer off. I'm like, this is a body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, when somebody's killing you with mixtape hits, mm-hmm. and the crowd is singing it, that lets you know they got a grip You know what I mean? Like, they put out meaningful music. I I used to be a big Kanye fan. A lot of people say Don does a good album. I think it's trash. That's just my personal opinion. I thought I was going to get Dark Twisted Fantasy. There's the breakup, and he puts everything into it. I'm not saying he didn't put his hole into this album. Maybe just because he's gone wonky. That's why this album's like that. But Dark Twisted Fantasy that, like, I felt like I was carnally. You. you know what I mean? Because some of the stuff he was saying and going through, I'm like, I ain't got no money, but I can still relate to it relationship-wise and world-wise and the way people may view me and the girls I was dealing with and the situations I was in. I listened to Donna and I was just like, uh, and I'm not even a Drake fan anymore. I was a Drake fan when he first came up, but thank you later at this, people, let me just, I'm a married man and I've been married for 10 years, okay? Listen, I was listening to Drake because that's what the girls liked, okay? He had nice flow, though. I'm not going to allocate that nice flow. But, like, if I was playing Drake, I had a shorty over. I wasn't just playing Drake in the shower. You crazy? That's not me, okay? (laughs) I listen to hardcore rap. Like, that's just been my thing. You know, my wife sometimes looks at me crazy. She's like, you know, I, I know you listen to Fabulous and stuff, but do you always have to listen to this murder, murder, kill, kill? I'm like, stop it. It's not murder, murder, kill, kill. It's just somebody telling a story from their neighborhood and their trials and tribulations and with your music I feel like it is an experience of you that's why I enjoy it i don't you know there's there's a lot of musicians I'm not going to say their names they make their music is industry music your music is street music your music is experience music that's how I look at it life music do you see what I'm saying yeah. So every artist is different, but like I said, I just wanted to let you know that. But anyways, the interview's not about me. It's about you, sir. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My man. But yeah, dog, it's like really and truly, I don't
1: don't know how to make anything other than the type of music I make, to be completely honest with you. Like, I don't know how to put myself in, like, the mind of someone that's, you know, up in the club, propping bottles of Moet, you know? Like, that's just, it's not me. I can't do shit like that. I just have to what what I write is legitimately based on experience, like, sometimes I'll have old friends hit me and be like, oh, i like, I remember referencing, like, I don't even remember the line exactly, but one of my early, early tapes, I said some shit, like, uh, caught my, like, we used to, we used to, there used to be a 7-Eleven by our store, or by our, by our, our junior high school, and, um, basically, like, Sometimes you know you got issues with certain people. You know you got to deal with these issues at lunchtime and shit, and yeah,
0: or recess I, yeah, whatever the breaks are. That's, you know, that's a fact.
1: That's a fact. <laughs> so it's like I remember back in the day you had like these Jones sodas they're like the old, old Sobeys, and they they came in like the glass bottles. And one of the lines was like, "Caught my drinks in glass in case I had to bust some heads with one." You know. So it's like I remember people hitting me years ago, and they're like, "Ah, yo, I, I remember those days." And da 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 da. set in the third because it's like. It's just like, I feel, I feel that's what makes music relatable, is if it's based on your experience and other people. Everyone's basically had a similar experience if they're from a certain area or a certain upbringing, you know? So that's yeah. what makes it relatable. If you, can, if you can tap in with, you know, what's true to you, then it'll be true for somebody else, at least to a certain extent, you know? So that's just what I love to make. And because I, I love that type of reaction as well, you know? When someone's like, well, I got fucked with that. Like, I can relate to that. I can feel you on, on like, a deeper level.
0: Okay, so you know I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. Give me your top five rappers of all time.
1: <laughs> okay. Tupac and Nas always my top two. It's like interchangeable. Okay. Tupac and Nas. I'd probably say three big pun four Mo's death. And that fifth spot. That fifth spot is always tough, man. I might say T I at five, to be honest with you.
0: Sir, how the heck you got
1: Tupac you don't put Biggie on your
0: list? Uh, I know the body of work
1: is so small. Biggie's, that's what I mean. It's two albums, dog. I can't put him top ten with two albums. The thing is, the difference is, I can put Pun there, because the only reason I can put Pun there is because of his technical ability. Like, you, Biggie didn't rap like Pun. I'm going to keep it a stack with you. Biggie did not have the technical ability of Pun. That's just my perspective. Like, okay. if you look at... Um, Shit, what's the name of the track? There's this one there's this one track near the end of Capital Punishment. In the second verse, he comes in and says something like, hey, Yo, the clock ticking. Uh, the clock ticking. I'm picking the locks at a back entrance, paying attention, not trying to get knocked to catch a fast sentence. Not to mention, these kids are the mafioso with lots of soso. They got the purple and the banda the rock, barraca, chocolate. Like, Biggie never put a rhyme scheme together like that. Biggie put some fly shit together, but he never could rap on the technical level of fun. I'm gonna keep it a that.
0: You, you know what? It, it's hard for me to agree with you knowing that he wrote for the whole entire mafia. Yeah, the Junior Mafia, mafia and okay, big bad boys Kim, and have- Like, Kim has some bars you know that don't belong to her. Little C's has some yeah. bars you know. So it's like, yes, Big Pun maybe might have had a little bit more technical than than, than Biggie. Biggie had... Biggie was the first fat dude I see, big black and ugly, <laughs> that can make girls jump out their panties yeah, with three bars. Sad. That's a fact. You know <laughs> what I mean? Come on now. He's out here talking about New York you know, basketball I, took big, I took big six. Like I put the big six. Like Okay, I, okay. I put big top six, but like that's the
1: thing, dog. I just, like, number one, the discography, just because he, like, he only has two. I don't count, like, shit like the Biggie duets and all that.
0: Okay, you know, like, hold on. Let, let me cut you off here for one second. So why not Little Wayne? He's got the... Why Wayne not JZ? Wayne is definitely in my top ten, Jay. Okay, but your top, top five, they didn't make five the cut. Different. Like, dog,
1: Wayne was my favorite rapper from probably oh five to 2010. You know, like, Wayne... Dog, mixtape Wayne is a different type of, it's a different type of animal, you know, like. Yeah. And dog, I, I started listening to him. Honestly, the first song I heard from Wayne was Go DJ, because I used to play this racing game called Midnight Club Three Double Edition.
0: Yeah, right? I used to kill that joint. See
1: that, that with the friends. Trust me. And that song, that song, Go DJ was on that album. So I'm like, yo, who the hell is this? This should sound kind of flat, you know. You obviously go on like LimeWire or whatever the hell you had at the time. Napster. That's <laughs> a fact. Most definitely. Hey. <laughs> but, dog, and then you start to hear, like, just, like, because obviously I didn't fi- I didn't have albums at that time. I just had access to these random songs you pull from all across the internet. And I'm like, dog, this dude is nice, you know? And I started hearing that around, like, 05, 06. And, you know, like, basically up until he drops No Ceiling, Dwayne was my favorite rapper. Like, you couldn't touch that guy, in my opinion. But, like, just based on how the last, I don't know, probably from like 2011 to 2016 went, I'm like, I don't know, man. He dropped a lot of bullshit in that period of time, you know? Like, yeah, a lot of I, bullshit.
0: I tell people, after the Carter 2, I tuned him out. I hear you. Like, like after that. the Carter 2, like the album, I, I did listen to, because those healings, I think, came out after that. Because no yeah, ceilings is around, around the time you had Nicki and Drake and they were doing the YMCB thing, heavy. And yeah. I was listening to a lot of YMCB members. Jay Mills is still one of my guys. I still bump him. Um, who else? Pistol Pete's kid. What's his name? Uh, Corey Guns. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I, was, I was killing him for a minute. Gouda or Gada or what, however you say his name. A couple of his songs were alright. Tiger I gave Tiger no play. I felt like Tiger was just he was just a backup dancer, you know what I mean? One of Britney Spears people. No disrespect he got more money than I do. It's just I wasn't really messing with that type of music he made. You know what I mean? Taste is like the the fur the the closest I'll get to ever giving Tiger any type of props. You know what I mean? But yet again, that's a club joint. Now so Rack
1: City went hard. What you mean, Yeah, but no, died.
0: but that's what I'm saying though. After Rack City, the yeah. last thing that he did was taste. You know That's what I mean? Cool. Rack City's a given. I mean, everybody <laughs> and their mama jumped on that beat yeah, and killed you know? it, right? So it's like he he made the song, song's good, but I can find ten different versions of that song that I'll listen to before I even put his on. You know what I mean? Because everybody else, you especially early 2010s, people were killing other people's music. There were certain rappers that had gritty beats, but they didn't put it together in fabulous or jadakiss or you know what I mean? Even old man Jay Z, come on, steal the beat yeah. and kill it. Give you a whole different perspective with the joint, right? Um. Now, uh, are you are you still performing in shows? Is that kind of hard right now, or you're kind of just sitting back working on the it's album? It's whenever an opportunity
1: presents itself, but like, that, you know, obviously there's not too too many opportunities for live performances right now, so.
0: Yeah, the this whole COVID issues is messing up the money. Yeah,
1: that's a fact, man. Because it's like that. They say independent artists make the majority, the majority of their money off of uh, touring of and merchandise. You know, so it's like you kind of have to figure out a different way to monetize the music. You know, so that's kind of like what the, what the what the play is right now. Because obviously you can't, you can't make you know as much money as you would doing shows previously. I remember the last live show i did was like not the last live show but i mean the last one i put together was in 2019 you know and we made a nice little piece of change off that but you know it's just not been the same opportunity since then you know so yeah but yeah for the time being it's just it's primarily just working on music like honestly i have i have like 30 tracks written in my phone right now i'm just trying to honestly pick between which ones i want to utilize for this project no, so.
0: Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, you want to let me know what your goals are in the next five years? Because I see YouTube. Your YouTube is popping. Like, you don't have yes. nothing. Like, you no, don't. Definitely. You you barely have anything underneath the rack. Everything's you know racking up practically, right? So yeah,
1: man. You... It's it's exciting to drop again, but okay. it's like it's just different ways of different ways of marketing. Because like I I realize that honestly, ever since Facebook, but IG, IG has not really been the best place to promote yourself. Be you nah, real, they be trying now. to monetize everything. That's a fact. But like, what I cause like I've been on Twitter since the time I was in high school, like 2010 or something like that. And honestly, if you if you connect with independent artists on Twitter, that's honestly the best move because they'll push your shit in whatever city they're in. Like I connected with so many people in Detroit, so many people in New York, so many people in like random places Chicago just like places that you wouldn't really have the the influence to connect with otherwise you know but you show them love they show you love and and you know you build a bit of relationship like that and that's honestly why the numbers have been going up on YouTube so much lately.
0: Okay so are you on Clubhouse too? I was I
1: definitely use Clubhouse honestly I haven't been on there in a couple months though like it's a li- okay. is a lot
0: man is a lot <laughs> I would t- I'll, I'll tell you another app you should try and I don't know if you heard of it, it's called stereo okay? okay shameless plug I'm on stereo I do a lot of my mu- uh not music I do a lot of my 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 uh sports car co- uh, podcasting game casting on there also I got a couple people I'm gonna give a plug out to you know regardless of the views I'm gonna get on this make sure you'll download stereo you too as well profit it is a a pro, not a program, a great app where you can really build something. There's a group of individuals, Twix, Baby, Livewire, a couple couple other um, DJs, like Livewire is a DJ for, no, not him, it's DJ Upgrade. DJ Upgrade is Two Shorts DJ. Um, he, he's an artist himself. He makes music. They have this thing called Stereo Versus. Okay? When you download the app, you let me know. You can find me, King ECG. All right. I'll make sure I direct you. You can go there and play back some of the stuff. They had Gucci Man against Jeezy. I'm oh, not Jeezy against Jadakiss. They just did um, Ludacris against T.I. Like a lot of the verses that we already kind of wanted to have, but they haven't materialized. These guys have done it on this app. You know what I mean? And like DJs, there's tons of musicians on there. You know what I'm saying? There's ways for you to connect with more people. You know what I'm saying? So, to everybody, including you, Prophet, check it out. Make sure you, you know, you go through that. There's gonna be some toxicity on it. There's toxicity on everything. Okay. Word, word to the wise. If y'all go back and check my Twitter, because I joined two, 2012. The stuff I said on Twitter b- between 2012 up to like my last tweet for like maybe two years, toxic, toxic. Okay. <laughs> my name on Twitter is Eat Crushed Glass. You know I'm coming with a bag of smoke. I'm coming with no manners. My name, right, is King E Crush Glass. You got to understand. I'm a very humble person. I'll be very respectful. But if I got to turn up, I'm going to turn up. That's just how I be. You know what I mean? And meeting you at my cousin's thing, I felt your energy super positive. You know what I mean? It took me a minute to get some other stuff together, to even try to get you up here for an interview. But, you know, yet again, listening to your music, I appreciate you, my guy. Keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Even though it may seem like you're not really getting where you want, any road travel is usually got to get the foot through it first before it can be paved. You know, you've got to build the the, the lane first before you can pave it. So, you know, young man, sir, my guy, you're on your way, man. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Is there any other plugs or anything else you want to talk about? before we get out of here. Cause I don't want to hold you too long. No, nah,
1: no worries, man.
0: I, I really ain't got
1: too much more to say. You know, conversations could go on forever, but you know, I'll, we can just cut it here for now.
0: Yeah. Well we'll definitely get you back. Like whenever you're gonna be dropping a new uh, video or whatever, just let us know, you know what I mean? Um we'll we'll support. You know what I'm saying? If you're on IG, we'll 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 link up after this, you know what I mean? Figure some stuff out and we'll be good to go.
1: Oh, sounds good, man. But yeah, just, you know, you can find me on every uh, every streaming platform, every, uh, you know, social media platform, RTC Profit. Okay. RTC
0: Profit. All right. Thank you again, my guy. Uh, you me. already know what it is, people. It's your boy, Kingy Crush Glass. Thank you for watching. We'll catch you another time. Don't worry. We come coming with heat. It's just we doing two podcasts on YouTube. You might see me and Da Vinci. Sometimes you might just see me. Sometimes you might just see Da Vinci. We're very busy people, but peace and blessings, and y'all take care now.